switch so I don't turn myself off. I think we're doing a podcast. What's happening, Derek? What's up? I'm just chilling, man. You got uh, yeah, you got back to Texas the other day. Where were you this weekend? <sighs> Sorry, I had to get a drink of this delicious bourbon. I w- <laughs> that'll happen. I was in Michigan. My favorite. Yeah, I know. I saw you at my favorite racetrack. I know everybody. Everybody just says that you just rave and rave about old Gingerman Ways. <laughs> you know, while it's a yeah. while it's a it's a thorn in my side, I do appreciate that the last two seconds at that track is a freaking mind bender. It's hard to get, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Jesus. Yeah, and I I, mean, I I like racing there mainly because like there's just a little bit less stress because like. Hey, somebody spins in front of you, just like drive into the grass and drive back out. <laughs> Everything's okay. Yeah, that's usually uh, fine. But, uh, as long as you don't lose yeah, their brakes usually. at 100 mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't drive into somebody's oil and then uh, get stuck out in the weeds and then uh, make all the grass around you light on fire. And yep. yeah, we had so many grass fires this weekend. It was wild. My car yeah. was smoking. Yeah, and a lot of people were. Yeah. So. How was the trip up? You uh, you were in the new uh, EcoBoost F-150. So the EcoBoost is, like, super solid at towing. It's really comfortable. It really makes the trips a lot nicer than that old 7.3 last year. Um, it does have an issue, though, which I've kind of known about a little bit. Um, I've been smelling coolant, but I couldn't figure out okay. where it was coming from because I knew it must have been a small leak. And I saw the reservoir dropping a little bit, but I don't drive that truck a whole ton, um, especially because okay. all my Turo cars have been at home because they haven't been, you know, it's because of COVID. They haven't been rented a lot. And um, right. on the way, it seemed like in the hills when it was like over 90 degrees, the truck would start to creep up on temp. Um, so I put the scanner mm-hmm. on it and it was getting kind of hot, like 230s. So you slow back down, it would come back down. But um I ended up losing probably like the reservoir went from full to min uh really? one time on the three thousand mile journey. So it must have just like a little okay. baby leak and it's not holding pressure. So when it gets real hot, temp creeps up. So yeah. I brought it to the dealership this week and they put me on the schedule. They said they'll text me text me next week, I bring it in. Okay. But that's why I bought that bought that warranty. Got warranty for another fifty thousand yeah, miles and they'll fix it. Gotta have that warranty. Yeah. But what uh, have you have you researched it? Is that like a common thing, or is it like an EGR thing? Or they, you know, they say. Um, I've had a couple people say the radiators. A couple people say the radiator uh, like lines, but they don't look to be leaking. And then a couple people say the turbos are water cooled, and um, mm-hmm. they have a little O ring that will sometimes go. Um, the truck's got sixty thousand miles on it now, or no, almost seventy now. Okay. So it's about that time, you know, if if those turbo rings were gonna leak. Um like I said, it's not an not a not enough to like leave coolant anywhere. Um Yeah. So But you smell it, huh? But I smell it, yeah. And uh, you know, over my driving ship boxes during my long college career, you learn to smell coolant pretty acutely. Oh, yeah. Um Yeah, if it doesn't drip and you smell it, it that means it's drying before it pools up you know so it could be yeah is it a plastic end tank radiator with like aluminum core or no i didn't even look at it that's why i got a warranty yeah <laughs> that's yeah. a super common thing is like at those crimps those things leak where like the end tank meets the it's core it, online it seems um, it seems to be mostly the turbos the fitting that goes into the turbo and that would make sense right. because it's just an o-ring so it never fully leaks 
you know, like it's never right. going to be a gush. It's it's always just going to be like a blown out O-ring that will start to yeah. like, you know, there's not and a like it's in a, something hot. Yeah. So it'll boil off immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super hot turbo, especially when towing. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, the thing, the, I mean, the truck's fast. I mean, I swear it's faster than a spec Miata pulling the trailer, you know, pulling the open trailer. Oh, I believe that. The thing rips. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> it's got like a, a ton of horsepower. Yeah. So it's super comfortable. It's like big enough for me to like, uh, almost stretch out in the back seat. Cause I always like to, um, I don't get hotels whenever I road trip up. It's like, you know, right. between 15 and 20 hour drive time, depending on what track I'm coming to. So I always like to leave. Um, I usually end up leaving about nine o'clock at night, you know, after all the traffic's died down, the, you know, everything loaded up in the truck and, uh, I'll drive till about 1am. Then I'll sleep in the truck for three or four hours and I'll just continue driving and I can make it pretty good that, that way. Yeah. Just find a place to crash. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I like the rest stops, um, in a pin, yeah, man, in, you in, gotta, that, that, that's uh, that's where you go for all the midnight action, man. <laughs> in, in a pinch, the truck stop will do, but they're so busy and loud. Um, I like the rest yeah, stops. and they're bright too. Yeah, they're yeah. super. The, the rest stops are super quiet, and they always have like pretty nice bathrooms that are open. One time on the way back from VIR, uh, my first time at VIR uh, in 2010 or 11, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was so tired. I hit a rest stop, and it was pretty full. Uh, super dark, like in probably indiana or i don't remember but um it was like 5 a.m or 4 a.m and uh and some dude starts beating on the window like i was in an i was in my we had an f-250 at the time uh really nice 7.3 f-250 that we should have never sold uh but this dude starts beating on the window and i i'm like half asleep i wake up it was a bench seat so i could just like fold the armrest down and sleep you know it was pretty rad uh, like sixty forty split bench, and he's beating on the window. And then he, uh, I rolled the window down. He's like, "Hey man, you raced that thing?" I was like, "What? I'm he sleeping." W- he woke you <laughs> up to, to ask you that. Oh woke my me god! Up to ask me if I raced this race my Honda Civic with numbers in a roll cage. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm sleeping, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> like what an ass. Yeah, it was like I thought I was getting robbed or something. It was very strange. But oh, also part of um, my part of my new routine is I, um, because I'll wake up about usually like I'll usually make it till one or two, fall asleep, wake up about six or seven, and get back on the road, um, and then then I'll stop for a truck stop shower because I feel so nasty. Oh yeah, after the ten hours <laughs> of driving, I you know find my find my nearest loves. And I go in and I pay twelve dollars right. for a wonderful shower, and then whenever twelve dollars, huh? Yep, it's twelve dollars. And then whenever I uh, get to the track, I feel amazing. They give you they give you towels and they have soap in there and everything. Oh, really? It's like a full full shower, huh? Yeah, it's like a private. You right. know, they have like single showers, and it's got like yeah, a yeah. restroom in there. Like you press in the code and go in, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a stand up shower, and they have towels out for you and everything. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, Darus and I think upon your recommendation, Darus and uh, Cohen on the way back from some trip we took last year, they they took a a, a Love's truck stop shower and their attitudes were both dramatically better afterwards. Dude, I'm I'm telling you, it is a game changer. I always thought it would be so disgusting, but then I got stranded there when the trailer broke last year, and I was just like, "There's no way I can make it three days without showering." So 
Um, no, no. I tried that anyway. Of course, the end game is to have an RV, and I will, and then I won't have to do that anymore. But for now, it's a pretty good yeah, way. Well, then, then you get to spend a bunch of time like fixing your RV, which has been me the last couple of weeks. Well, that'll be me too. But <laughs> I'll either I'll, generators doing dumb stuff, and I'm I'll either, finishing up like all the projects. I'll either buy yours after you fix everything on it, or I'll just buy like probably one a little newer, which they'll still break, but hopefully not as much. Yeah, something. It's always something with these things, man. But we're going camping this weekend, so I've been kind of thrashing through some uh, some unfinished projects. Um, we're not going far. We're only going like forty five minutes away to a place on on Lake Michigan. But yeah, but the standard for yeah. family camping is higher than the standard for track weekend solo. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I I didn't even have I didn't even have sheets on the bed this weekend. I just took a sleeping bag. I'm like, this is fine. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> who cares? I mean that would be I'm trying to get the hot water heater working again, and it wasn't, and then it was, and now it is. I got to figure out this hot water heater in this thing. But. Yeah, that's crucial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the girls might might just have to go take. Uh, we're going to a state park, and Indiana state parks have like real nice um, bathrooms, actually. So mm-hmm. the girls might 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 need to just go take a shower in the bathroom. Uh, I'll take a nice cold one on the bus. But yeah, we'll see. I don't mind a cold shower once in a while. It makes you feel alive. Definitely wakes up the soul. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Make it makes things. Uh, makes things. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't put you to sleep. It makes no, things uh, bright. It does not uh, bright and wide eyed. But but uh, uh, how was uh, how was the? So you did a longer trip this time. You came out. You left like on a Tuesday or something. You went to Winning Formula. Yes. So actually, I left Monday yeah. night. Um, Monday night. Yeah, I left Monday night. Um, so Louisville is kind of on the way to Gingerman. I would say it's probably about an hour and 45 minute detour. Um, right. And so I went up early um, and I got my car wrapped by our buddy Kevin. Um, his, he uh, He's a mechanic at the Winning Formula, but also um, does some some projects on the side where he wraps cars. And his little mm-hmm. his business or deal is called uh, Subasa, like T-S, like kind of like Hayabusa, but Tsubasa. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does like a lot of race cars too, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. So he's done a bunch. Um, done my car. Now he did uh, Rob Mancherry's car. He did Aaron Leakey's car. He did. Um, I think he did a Mills car with a Mills help, and he did Julian's car. Um, and he's at, he's actually mm-hmm. doing Eric Provost's car right now. Oh, cool. So. I mean, this is kind of breaking news, but uh, you you know about Eric Provost's build, right? GLTC car. It's a um, E46 coupe with a S54 swap, but not an M3. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, and so he's going to run it no aero, uh, detuned. And he's doing, because uh, him and Julian are, are sort of together in business or race team or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but uh, Julian's got that. S2000 that's like green with the like square design. It's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he's so yeah, on the yeah. E46, they're doing the same thing, but it's going to be black towards the front and green towards the back, kind of like a reverse. Oh, cool. So, yeah, Julian was at was was Julian at, at Atlanta also? He was at Midwest and Atlanta, Atlanta was think, his or? uh was his like first race with us, and he actually I think qualified okay. real real high, like second or third or I something. I thought he was at something else last year. But, um, he uh, was also at Road America. Oh, that's where it was. That's yeah. Where it was. And then um, they'll be coming to mid-Ohio, definitely. And I'm sure cool. Road America as well. 
Yeah, I don't know if I've ever met Eric, but I've like seen him in the Facebooks. So oh, his name is like, yeah, he's super it's like, nice. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, I might have. I don't. Know, I've crossed paths with too many people. There was uh, uh, th- this this weekend reminded me how many friends I have. There's, Dude, there's it's so super many. fun to go to the track. It's more than especially we can in, keep like, in our minds. I know the first time you go in uh, in the spring or in the summer or whatever, uh, like to one of our events, it's like family reunion time. And this time we just like couldn't hug everybody, and they had to fist bump or like yeah. wave. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, it was it was it was so good to see everybody. I uh, and now I, I was uh, I was in a much better mood doing that. But. Oh yeah, it was so nice to see everybody, and and like. <laughs> It's so funny whenever I, someone recognizes my voice from the podcast and says, "Hey, are you on a podcast?" That's always super like <laughs> makes me feel real weird. Yeah, but didn't didn't you say that that, that happened at uh, MSR Crescent or something a couple weeks ago too? Yeah, yeah, I was at MSR Crescent doing yeah. the um, driving Clay's new seat time Miata he bought. Um, it's super weird to get recognized by 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 your voice though. It, it's yeah. happened to me a bunch of times now. That's super weird. Um, so you got the car wrapped. Uh, yep. You, did they scale it and yeah. uh, align it and stuff too? So I got it wrapped, and then we, uh, then we brought it. Well, actually, I think before we wrapped it, um, they they set it up for me, alignment, scaled it. Um, I think Aaron's exact words were, "You have more wedge in the car than Kyle Busch." Um, so I don't think it was set up correctly. And it is now. <laughs> okay. So uh, any big driving difference from that? Um it did it did feel it did feel better. Um it's the first time I've been to um Gingerman on the new Olin suspension too that they got me set up with. So Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was definitely like a completely different car. Uh I think I was on worse tires this time and I went a second faster. So I think my best time was cool. Uh, one forty point four nine. So just freaking five tenths off that stupid thirty nine. Almost there, man. Almost at sub one forty. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll be a second faster next time. We Almost there. Uh, uh, what and uh, in a Miata? Do you know how, like what wedge actually? I don't even know what wedge even means in a Miata. Like, what, what does that even do? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I just or like do worse. I, I just know. like ask those guys what to do, and then they tell me, and then I do what they say. Yeah. So. I, th- I think it like changes. I mean, follow the directions. I think it's just like cross weight. It changes. Uh, so like, if a car's turned in one direction, or if a track's got like one, more than right, more right handers than left handers, you can kind of set it up to turn better one direction than the other. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I I've always know. heard like the term wedge, and I've really never even, I've never thought about it. Like, I, I should probably investigate that. Yeah. So it seems to be a pretty valuable tuning tool. Um, but apparently I had way too much of it at Coda. Um, yeah. but there's car still did pretty well at Coda. Yeah. Car did well. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the car. Like the new suspensions, bump resistance is amazing. Um, yeah. like if anyone knows Gingerman, there's a seven, eight, nine complex of corners where you go around a, a long, essentially carousel type corner, tight carousel. Um, mm-hmm. and then you have, I don't know how to explain the next two corners, eight and nine. It's like a very tight S section. Um, yeah. Where it's a yeah, very... The car is the car goes from like a pretty hard, uh, hard right-hander to like decreasing radius-ish, I think. Not, uh, nine is kind of like a yeah. pretty good, and it's got some bumpiness in it too. 
Um, well, there's that's where the there's a you know, so the track transitions to different a- asphalt there. You go around the U-turn section, which is seven, very tight. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not tight; it's like seventy mile an hour um, carousel type corner, and then you end up at eight on the right side of the track, and there's a curb on the right there. Um, and if you can bump up against that curb, it sets you up a lot better for nine, um, which you turn left back towards nine. Uh, and mm-hmm. on my old suspension, I bumped into that curb once or twice, and I about thought the suspension was going to come through the hood. Um, it was violent. <laughs> Felt real bad. Yeah. And uh, and now on the new Owens, um, I hit that I hit that curb, and I actually probably should have used that curb more. Watching my video, my best run through that section was whenever I full on took that curb all the way. Um, I think I had a minimum speed of like seventy nine mile an hour through there. So really, yeah. So pretty good. Um, of course, that wasn't even my fastest lap because I boogered up ten. Uh, but I took I I just took the whole curb, and then turn you know yeah. turned in transition to the left towards the next part. But uh, I mean th- you wouldn't you would have thought you was running over just a little bit bump, a little bit curb. It's like nothing, you know. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like a, a well a well valve like a properly valve shock, with like especially with like a digressive piston or something yeah. like. Uh, high speed piston shaft or high speed shaft uh, movement on the shock, like uh, you can really make some of that the big bumps go away. Like I was shocked driving my car from home to the track the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, all the highway like bumps, like the expansion joints and like the the big bumps and all the stupid Illinois, Indiana, Michigan like crap. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff disappears. You don't even feel that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like great. yeah, when they're set up right, yeah. when it's just like stiff suspension on crappy, you know, crappy dampers, then it's no good. Yeah. But yeah, and that that bump through nine that you're talking about, like I don't even mm-hmm. really feel that. You know, I have to look back at the yeah. video and watch the car move to notice it, but I don't notice it really when I'm driving. Yeah, you can barely feel it. Uh, I didn't know you're using all that all the curb and eight over there. Well, I wasn't, but after reviewing the video. I accidentally did that lap and it was the fastest. And so I think that I yeah. need to like make them make a bigger effort, effort to get on that curb. Um, you know, the next time I go yeah, really, really flatten that, uh, yeah. that turnout. Huh? The next time I go to Gingerman, but I'm pretty happy with the car. It seems the car, you know, the suspension's working really good, but I think I may have had the rear a little stiff. Um, Okay. Uh, it seemed I was fighting it a little bit at mid corner, like it was a little loose. I was having to do some corrections, which in the moment I'm I'm bad about thinking about that stuff. You know, I just drive. Um, but I right. I got yeah, I'm the same way. I got a I'm good camera, and you know, I got the Smarty Cam now with the data, so you can go back and look at it. You know, and uh, okay. it definitely seems a little loose. So I think I might try a stock rear sway bar, um, and then. And see. So that smarty camera, that that thing, how do you turn that on? Does it just sense movement or like what? So my car has you a power it up. My car has an aim dash in it um, that you set. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that you set. You can set to like log when you're rolling, or you can set to log whenever. Um, mine's just set to log when it turns on. Uh, but so when whenever you power the car on, the right. smarty cam automatically turns on and starts recording. Okay. Um, and it records one single file. Like, it doesn't split you into multiple files like some of the cheaper cameras do. Um, so it's really nice. And then it overlays data immediately, you know, like off my camera or off the, off right. the dash. So, like, I can overlay, like, 
water temp, you know, whatever. I don't have water temp on there. I just have throttle position, G meter, speed, RPM, gear, um, and it overlays it all immediately. So it's really valuable, especially if you have some smart guys that you're driving with to help look at your video with you as you know, after practice or qualifying, pull the card out, right, right. put it in a MacBook, play it, and you can, you know, you, if you have somebody fast that knows what they're doing behind your shoulder, they can tell you, oh, they'll tell you, you know, it's almost second nature. Someone who's really fast and good, they can't help but to, 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 to correct you, you know, on whatever know. you're doing wrong. So it's super yeah. helpful. Yeah. That uh, that camera, like I hadn't thought about much about that camera until you like put put it in the group one of the group chats that you bought one of them. And I was like, what's what? Why are these cool? Like, what's cool about these cameras? And I started looking into it a little bit, and like now I kind of want to get a camera, even though I don't want to get a camera, but I kind of want to get a camera. <laughs> well, I mean, they're pretty I, sweet. I, I mean, have like, go ahead. I got like a crappy old GoPro, and I never I never remember to turn it on, you know. And and like I don't know how to overlay data because I ain't got time. Like. Like and, it's, and that's what's great. It's and like, like going for it. When I first got a camera, you know, I like got the race render and I had my dash and overlaid the data. But dude, it takes like an hour right. to even do one session, you know, and mm-hmm. you got to sync it up and everything like that. This one, like the camera's in my car right now. Like I could get in the car, turn the car on and drive down the street and I'd have video with that. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's totally. You just got to make sure there's a card in it or. or uh, yeah, but I just, I, I just make a habit to put the car back in it after I'd done downloading races. So I, like I'll pull. That's all you gotta do is pop the card out, pull it in, put it in a computer, and you're good to go. Huh? Yep. And the the cards are so big yeah. now. Um, I think the card I have in there is 128 gigs, and it was like 30 bucks. Right. So I mean, yeah. that's definitely like that's enough for an endurance race weekend. You know, a video. Yeah. So it's probably five plus ten hours. Yeah, at least. Or yeah, no, maybe an endurance race you'd have to have a couple cards, but definitely for our sprint races, it's like plenty. Well, actually, no longer than that because I think. Each each recording was about thirty minutes, but you know because it I'll right. start the car and I'll let it idle in pit in pit road. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. By the time we take off and do the race, about thirty minutes long, and those are between one and two gigs. And uh, yeah, so an hour would be yeah, four gigs. That is tempting. Ten hours probably. I never thought about. I never thought about the cool cameras until some, until some of my friends started to get cool cameras, and then I'm like, man, all, all the all the fast dudes have this like really good camera. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just it's just like convenience, you know. And and the video is not yeah. even that like that amazing. Like at 720p, I would say the newest GoPro is probably 40 percent better quality, um, but it's not automatic. Like this one doesn't overheat. It does, you don't have to take it out. You don't have to charge it. Like literally nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just always in the car and always ready to work. You know, totally reliable. So yeah, I I don't have time to mess with video. Like if I'm going to buy yeah. a camera, it's going to be something I don't have to mess with. And yeah. and I and you can so you don't have to have a dash. Like you can hook it up with a name Solo too and get it all set up that way. Okay, interesting. Um, and I want to say you is might that even, something you go ahead? Could you just power? Could you just make it? To, like could you just run a wire to it and make it power on when you turn the car on? Probably. Uh, yeah, you can set, well, you can also set it to, you can set it to power, uh, you can, yeah, I think you can set it that way to when it sees power. I'll have to do some research on it. Yeah. One of the, maybe, maybe I'll have to do some saving. I mean, you have an aim solo, don't um, you? You definitely can, tr- can make it to where like when you turn on your aim solo, it turns on itself. Well, that's the thing is I like, I forget about that thing too. Cause like that's uh, got a charge. And yeah. Like, <laughs> You need, uh, a, you need I actually sold my old AIM solo. I'm playing with a with the Apex Pro this year. And, oh, okay. And uh, if I ever drive my car again, which I will, 
I'm planning on racing Autobahn. I didn't take my car this weekend. I, I don't think I talked about that on the podcast. Maybe I did. Uh, yeah, I think I, don't I did. remember. Because um, of the UPS crap and like it wasted like 10 hours of my life th- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> but, uh, getting all the transponders from uh, GP Sports Timing down in Georgia. They usually they usually arrive on Wednesday, and I have a couple days to like you know we we got eighty or hundred transponders usually. I got to charge them, I cycle them. They take thirteen hours to charge, and blah blah blah. Um, I didn't have these things in my hand until I was on the way to the racetrack, and so then we're scrambling to get things charged because um, we didn't have time because you only have one charging case, and you have like two point five charging cases worth of transponders, and they take thirteen hours each. And you just, it was. It was a nightmare because of civil unrest in Chicago. I couldn't get I couldn't get the transponders, and we almost couldn't throw an event. <laughs> but That's crazy. It was very yeah. It was super stressful, dude. Like yeah, I was I mean, even like putting I, like I was talking to him because uh, he he was like I, I, I talking to UPS. They were like, we don't know which semi they're in, but they're in one of the semis, and they're getting one of them's getting loaded, unloaded tonight. It should be ready, and we got it flagged for all this. Blah 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 blah. Um, they were such a UPS was a mess, and I was talking to Greg uh, from GP, and I was like, worst case scenario, like, could I send somebody down and we'll just pick up a whole nother batch of them? How many do you have? He's like, I don't have enough. <laughs> so I was like, totally screwed. Dang, it was very stressful. That's but, crazy. But we got them. I don't think it's crazy. I had a lot of a lot of dying transponders. I still think it's crazy that y'all rent those things out. Well, we we can't afford to buy them yet. Like we're hoping to. Like literally make a make, start making purchases. We were hoping to this year because we had like lined up a bunch of a bunch of like corporate sponsorship, and then that all paused. No because of coronavirus. I don't mean. I mean like how y'all just don't tell people to get their own transponders. That's what I mean. Oh well, yeah. It would it would be pretty detrimental if uh, if everybody immediately had to buy five hundred dollar transponders. I think we'd lose a lot of entry fees right now. Yeah. But, well, the buried entry is not um, that much if you get the crappy rechargeable subscription one I have. It's like yeah, but then but then a third of the field, a third of the field wouldn't have them uh, once a year. Wouldn't have them uh, licensed or charged or something. Yeah, (laughs) I had that problem this year actually. In 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 two or three years, I've the first time I've ever had an issue with that transponder, and it was it was because you know I make sure when I leave the house, you know, from Texas on Tuesday or Monday or Wednesday, that I have everything done and ready. Right, you know, my car is ready to come off the trailer and race. Usually, when I leave, uh, this time I need yeah, to check be the qu- pressures and go. Yeah, it needed to be quarter balance, but you know that wasn't something I was going to do. Some someone else is going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I update my transponder. I make sure my license is good. I pay my hundred nine dollars for the year, and uh, I get to the track and they say, "Oh, qualifying. Your transponder is not working." I'm like, "What the heck?" Um, so it turns out that I had the transponder charging in the truck the whole way there, the whole drive up. Um, and it turns out that it needed an update. And so it stopped mm-hmm. charging itself. Number one. Oh, geez. And then didn't work. So after qualifying, um, you guys let me use my time off my aim dash. Um, so that was cool. Cause it put me qual. I qualified like eighth or something so i was pretty happy with that yeah i want you starting from the back if i knew exactly what you ran basically yeah so. um and my qualifying that's lap- not gonna be that's not gonna be a thing that everybody can do every time 
I want you, I want everybody's transponders to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't want melee if I can avoid it. Well, <laughs> so. I fixed it, and I appreciate not having to start from the back, even though I blew it that race anyway and went off. In five they, they, are, they also hand-timed you. They, they were hand-timing. I think we had like seven guys that had that same transponder that had an issue with it. They were hand-timing everybody, and they had a hand-timed uh, lap of like basically identical for you. So. Of what I said? Yeah, I think I think that I think they had I think you were one of the ones that had like an identical hand time lap. But Hell yeah. I don't know. Everything well, you can blur. see I, you know, I'm so happy with my Smarty Cam. I put my qualifying video on YouTube, so if you have any questions, yeah. you can go watch there. Give me some <laughs> tips on how I could have got that damn elusive 39. Uh, yeah, you're also in the rules committee, so I'm not, I'm I'm hoping you're not lying about your uh No. Your, your I'm not lying. <laughs> your aim dash. No. I know exactly how crappy and how good i am but mostly crappy yeah uh <laughs> some, so, some of, we have too many fast drivers in our in our class and now it's just like man this mid-pack is hard <laughs> well it's yeah what's crazy is like i mean i'm not the greatest but like i guarantee you i would podium or win like any regional cl- you know class like there may be like because there's usually like one super fast guy like you can probably take any of the top ten GLDC drivers and you put them in anything but Spec Miata and they're going to podium, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this it, there's some real fast drivers and but they, it, and real prep cars too. But it was crazy because so I updated my transponder, but I guess in the time I was updating it, it got enough charge just for one race, and so it worked for race yeah. one and then didn't work for race two. <laughs> but then yeah, but then I charged it all night and it was fine. It was fine. Uh, Dude, race I, Jason, Jason. Uh, in timing, he's texting me over and over. He's like, "Car eight five seven, come up!" And I was like, "It's Yarbrough. He's got it figured out." And he's like, uh, "It's up to." I mean, the next race is based on lap time, so I mean, if uh, <laughs> like he says it's fixed, I mean, it's his is his baby. If it's not, it was fixed that race too. I think, yeah, I think and, I had uh, ten text messages from Jay, <laughs> and th- and thankfully, uh, I I boogered it up in race one, which you know I I, I started eighth. And I actually ended up sixth on the first lap somehow. Um, and, and and the people behind me started, you know, there was faster cars behind me. Um, our buddy Pervez, which has the FRS, which is like definitely a fast FRS. Um, yeah, he got that thing fast. Yeah, it's. I mean, that has to be the fastest, like, unopened motor FRS in the country. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what yeah, fast. Yeah, I think he got a... Th- did he get a thirty eight or got a high thirty nine or something? Uh, like I think a mid uh, mid to high thirty nine. Um, yeah, pretty impressive, man. Yeah, and uh, and you know his first time the gentleman was last year, so I mean he's definitely going to be finding some more time. I'm sure he'll get into the thirty eights yeah, as well. Definitely. You know, in the next couple of years or next season at least. So uh, he was behind me, but he started battling with the people behind him, and I got just enough gap to where I was by myself, pretty much, and. Uh, and I was in six, and, man, I was nervous. Like, I knew I was in a 35-car field. I knew I was doing good. And um, uh, Smidgard was having some motor issues, and him and Rob Mancheria were battling. And I was actually starting to reel them in because they kept fighting with each other, um, which they're both mm-hmm. faster than me. But, you know, you start fighting, and that you start losing some time. And uh, I was so nervous, my foot was shaking whenever I went to the, the throttle pedal. And uh, Are you serious? Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, I was getting really nervous and I don't know why I've never been that way in the car before, but, um, I guess the pressure got to me a little bit and dude, coming into five, six, I just turn in a, a, a dash too late and my arc put me to where when I was at 
the edge, you know, because like in the middle of five six, you know, you arc out and uh, come back mm -hmm. in. You know, if you have that much yeah. speed, you know, if you have a little bit less speed, you can you want to cut it as tight as you can, as tight as the grip will let you, right? Um, but I was going right. pretty hot into there. Um, but I remember I was going into five, and I sort of thought to myself, "Wow, I'm catching them. I'm doing good." And that was just enough like break of thought that I turned in a little bit too late. And I went yeah. through that corner and I swear my right tire just dipped off right at the curb and I spun and I yeah. spun around I and I, I was looking at Luke. I remember standing here and standing there watching and being like, Oh, Oh, he missed that one. Oh man. <laughs> he was doing great too. <laughs> Dude, that's the first time I've ever truly spun on a dry track too. Like, I've one time I found second gear instead of fourth and spun in a sweeper, but like I don't really count that. That was the mischief. But this is the first time like mm -hmm. my driving. Like I literally, because I'm pretty good about like if I go off to straighten the wheel up and come back on the track. Uh, but man, I just did not want to. And I, I spun like a freaking <laughs> goon and then come back on I, track. I, I, I know. I know that feeling. <laughs> uh, like, man, I haven't spun in two years. What the heck did I do? Yes. And I was yeah. so disappointed because I mean, like, I did pretty good at Kodo, but I feel like there was definitely not as deep a field as there was this weekend. And so if I would have got a sixth place, um, which I had a pretty good chance to because that race ended early because it got red flag because we had some oil on the track yeah. and a bunch of cars went off, including me. Um, and if Dude, I, that was so hairy. Dude, it was so, so scary. Hairy. I've never hit oil in my life before. Um, and yeah. ironically, it was also <clears throat> in five. So they dropped the oil right at the end of five. And yeah. I just went to turn. And right in the just, braking zone, yeah, too. There was just nothing, and we just went right off, you know. Um, but so it, many. It was like 12 cars off at one point. It was uh, wild. Like four or five grass fires. Yeah. It was uh, it, it was crazy. What's crazy it about cars everywhere. What's crazy about five is you're, you're going about 70 mile an hour. Because, like, we started slowing down, and then we lost grip, right? It wasn't like you had no grip. Because you're going about 100 mile an hour there. Um, but the, I guess his motor started dropping oil like a little bit down past the brake zone. Yeah. And so it's like, I was going about 70 when I lost grip and like, for some reason, like the way that grass is, you, you still can steer your car pretty good through there, you know, at seven yeah. mile an hour. Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty deep grass too. So yeah. like you, your tires are getting some traction. You were like ruddering through there, uh, yeah, literally. Yeah, so yeah, you're like steering like a like a boat. Yep. I'm super glad they didn't like super manicure the grass and make it real short because then we probably would have been worse off. Uh, yeah, cars would have gone. De they would have gone deeper off and further away. Yeah. 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 So it's like, and that's, um, I have video of that too. And so, but it's yeah, that was it was scary to watch. Yeah, uh, super scary. You know, but I shouldn't have even been in that because had I not messed up at the beginning of the race. I wouldn't. I would have been in the pack of cars on the other side of track when the tr when the when the race got red flagged. You know, yeah, in the in the lead pack. Yeah, yep. would have been towards the front, and uh, and then the next race we got so, we got so lucky that that happened to Gingerman too. Can you imagine if that happened like in turn twelve at Road Atlanta or like into the so kink? many places? Yeah, there's so many places you drop oil, and it's just like, well, everyone behind you will crash, like. <sighs> It's so scary. Yeah. You know, and I saw those yeah. two I saw those two silver cars sitting out there because it was Eric Meadows blew up and he is out in the grass. And then there was Scott Bowling, which is our first Porsche GLTC car. Um Yeah. A beautiful car too. Yeah, brand new beautiful uh ninety seven point two Cayman PDK car built just for the series. Um, which is crazy. Someone built a Cayman for our stupid race class. 
God. It's so gnarly. Um, and uh, he was out there, and so my first thought, which I'm buddies with both those guys, so my first thought was, man, did they come together? You know, because I think they're yeah. both about the yeah. same pace too, and they were racing around the same position and pack, and you know that's what I was going through my mind then. And then uh, it's actually really funny if you watch my video of me going off in the oil. I go off in the oil and I go into the grass and I go, "Woo, oil!" Like you can hear it on the audio <laughs> on the camera. Woo! <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was kind of the noise that all the cars made. They just like everybody woo. probably made like a woo. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, there was at one point it was like there was it was it was like it was like a bunch of cows grazing the field. These slow moving GLTC cars trying to creep their yeah. way off the track. <laughs> it was such a mess. But we it was clean. I would probably clean that one for 20 30 minutes. It was a, it was a it was a good race weekend. I mean pretty pretty happy with it. Definitely got like I'm Yeah, s- I think overall it was solid. I'm starting yeah. to I'm starting to get to where my driving is consistent enough where I'm I'm getting to where I can tune the car in the correct direction, you know, um, and so yeah, so you get you you're starting to know what you want out of it, uh, yeah, rather than just drive to its limits, yeah. huh? And my my best lap is two and a half seconds off the record right now, so you know, or no, the it's record not t- got way fast. Not two and a half, two seconds, two seconds off the, yeah. the record, you know. So yeah, I, it's like I've, what thirty eight. 38.4? Yeah, so 2.1 seconds. And uh, I think they went a little faster in qualifying, but, you know. um, Yeah. So, you know, I feel pretty good about that, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was, uh, there was a lot of really fast cars. It was, but the, but but the, the racing uh, Sunday night uh, was my favorite. I mean, we did, we had, we did the random draw inversion. um, I had the most and, fun sun, uh, that sun, that last race too. That race nine. I'll bet, man. Um, Everybody looked like they were having fun. Super it was top fun. six inverted. Um, Luke McGrew, a Patreon subscriber, he uh, he was P one because yeah. of the inversion. He had been super consistent in race three. And and, and, a, uh, and a little bit about Luke's car is Luke built. He has an NC Miata like mine, but he built a motor for it um, that makes a little more horsepower than mine and a lot more torque. It's got a high compression. Uh, motor, yeah, and uh, it's, it sounds cool too. Like it's the high comp- the high compression and a little bit different cams and stuff. Like that's a good sounding car. The cams are very similar. It's the compression that makes it sound different. Um, it's weird. It sounds so snappy. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it sounds great and it's it's super strong and uh, you know definitely has a little bit more motor than my car. I've, and he's running it no aero, um, so it's a yeah. base zero modifier car. And it's he's having some handling problems. I don't think. Um, I think it'll be even faster when he fixes those, you know, definitely fast enough to be at the, at the front. But right now it's, it's about as fast as my car, about two seconds off the, the real fast guys, but it's, but it's making yeah. it all speed in a straight line. It's very fast in a straight line. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was fun to watch it compared to the BMWs do quite well in a straight line. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was fun to watch it, uh, cause uh, when I'm when I'm not racing, like one of the things I do is I'm staring at every corner I can see to make sure that the corners are clean and people are racing well, and then also like looking for parity. Uh, and at Gingerman, you get a pretty good uh, view of the parity between turn two and turn three. Yeah, uh, in a straight line, and you can see most of the big back straight. Also, um, it was so cool. Every single lap, Luke comes around. He's still in the lead, and that BMW is in the same place, and the and the and the you know everybody's in the same place. And it was just—it made me so freaking happy. Yeah, it's <laughs> I loved super it, cool. Um, and so Luke ended up winning that race. Um, he actually got yeah. a little lucky because I think 
Rob Man- Manicheri ended up getting in second place and was going to be challenging him. But the time where you, you know the place where you're going to pass a slower in the corners car is going to be seven, eight, nine. And we had a yeah. car go break a hub and go off and start a grass fire in seven, eight, nine. And so there yeah. was a yellow. So the only place where Luke was really in danger was the place where there was a yellow. So yeah, local yellow. Yeah, so no, he that was yellow, really safe. Uh, that yellow was like. It was. It got. It got a little wild. Uh, he got out of the car uh, on the last lap, I think, mm-hmm. and it was. And we didn't, like, we didn't. We didn't quite hear about it on the radio right away. And some cars went by him, and like, yeah, it was. It was a weird one. But um, he was way, way, way off. But uh, yeah, that grass fire melted some wires and everything in the car. I guess. Yeah, it didn't didn't look great. I can't. I couldn't quite picture where he was until I watched some in car video. Oh uh, yeah, he was just um, like if you like didn't turn in for eight and went straight off. Like it's yeah. like it's like he went to do that transition, that real high speed transition between eight and nine, and the hub broke, and he just yeah. went straight. Um, yeah. So it was. Yeah, they're uh, going to go through that car. James Morgan's uh, new job is to rebuild that entire car and go through every single thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's the second or third time that the car has caught on fire in the last couple of weeks. So I mean, I think they really need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. Figure it out. But, yeah, uh, bre- breaking a breaking a, a relatively new hub. I guess they had swapped that last year, but that, that's the that's a spooky thing in S two thousands a little bit. Yeah, but it was yeah, yeah super. Oh, I was just. I mean, it's just so, such a fun thing. Like I'm so excited for the next one which i booked my flights for autobahn already um which is just not yeah, next you're not weekend, taking the, the car but you're gonna come up yeah you know if i yeah. if i made 40 grand more a year i could bring the car you know do all the races mm-hmm. but i just don't have the budget so i gotta pick and choose well i'm glad uh, i'm glad we'll be able to have the help i could use the help track side i'll uh, be there baby be, uh, Autobahn's a, Autobahn's always a always like kind of a, a busy one. We we changed a few things this year. The biggest thing, the two biggest things we're changing is we're only doing South Course, so like everybody's on one course the entire weekend. Yeah. So hopefully that eliminates a few like teething pains and people going off for no reason. Um, uh, we we've done the triple the triple track thing for like three years in a row now. Do North and then Full and then South or vice mm-hmm. versa, you know. Um, and it always it like it's really hard for instructors uh, to train the beginners on three different tracks, and uh, yeah, I, I I really just I love South Course for wheel to wheel too, and it's kind of like the the best of the three if you if you make them all independent, it's like the best time attack track of the three. So we're just gonna stick to South. So yeah, um, and, and we're also bringing uh, our goofy buddies, the rescue guys from Michigan, uh, to do all the the toes because we're so, we so good so at it. We won't have and an hour and a half long toes like we did last year. Yeah, the firefighters at Joliet don't like towing. They get real crabby and they don't do it real fast. <laughs> so. Yeah, so uh, I can make them do it. So yeah, well, I'm excited. Yeah, so hope, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we yeah. get a little bit cooler weather this year. For you know, if we get a little, yeah, it's not storming hot. Um, but it's been surface of the sun the last couple of years. Yeah, but, um, I mean, last year was my first time it. there, but it's actually a super easy journey for me because um, there's direct flights from here to Chicago. So I just fly into Midway direct and yeah. uh, drive on over an hour drive from Midway. So. Easy peasy. Yeah, not not too hard to get to. Nope. Well, I've uh, last two nights I've been up super late and then had bad sleep because we've had power outages. We had a big tree fall down the street and like knock our power out. And then uh, I fired the generator up yesterday morning 
Uh, I, got, I have like a, uh, just a regular like 5,500 watt generator, but I can plug it into my fuse panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I left the AC on on accident. I forgot to pump punch the breaker for AC, and it tried to kick on immediately. And then all of a sudden, a third of my house wasn't working. Oh uh, no! Because like I thought I'd melted something. Because a bunch of, bunch of years ago, we found a uh, we found something that was wired improperly like 50 years ago in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought I'd melted. I found another one where they like had combined the neutrals from a couple different uh, breakers and done it wrong. Um, but it, tur- it turns out that it was uh, a bad breaker on the generator. <laughs> so oh no! I, was, I spent the yeah I spent the whole day crabby yesterday, and uh, and I thought it was I thought it was like a melted wire because I opened up the fuse panel and I found a breaker that had like a hot looking wire on it. And uh, it turns out that was just a loose wire in a breaker that wasn't making good contact, so it got hot. But uh, I didn't. Well, there was no damage to it. But, so you didn't have to do anything, uh, yeah, but to, like let the power come back on. No, uh, basically the power didn't come on until this morning. Um, hmm. But uh, but I, fi- I had to fix the generator. We spent like a couple hours diagnosing. Like, is everything okay? Like, what the heck? What the heck actually happened here? So that was a stressful day, and I, I couldn't sleep last night because the generator's running and like. Just, just my brain was all over the place. I'm freaking tired today, but dude, I don't looking blame forward you. To, looking forward to camping. I, I, I still haven't mentally recovered from this event. You know, I just it's it's tough, dude. Same same here. Like I, I feel like today is the first day I actually feel like rested and normal. You know, because I didn't get home till yeah. two a.m. Monday night, and I didn't even unload my car. And then so I get home from work late Tuesday night, and I have to unload my car. It's a slog, man. And by the time yeah. I get everything put up, I'm like I end up passing on the couch, and it's, it's like. I feel like right now is the first amount of time I've had to just not feel tired and have something to do, you know? Yeah. It's just, uh, post events are hard. I'm glad we don't have any week, uh, week, one week, and then right on another track the next week, uh, events like we did last year. Dude, but, we can't do that anymore. Uh, dude, never, never again if I can help it. Never again. I think we had it, I think we had it twice last year. Uh, yeah. It I mean, was, I, did, uh, I don't Black think Hawk I did. I don't think I did both of those, but I definitely did what the Blackhawk one. What was the week after Blackhawk, Colorado? Uh, Colorado was before. Uh, it was like two weeks before something, and then there was something was right before Atlanta, and then like Atlanta or Speedring and Atlanta and, and Colorado or Speedring and Road America were like a week or two weeks apart, and it was like then two weeks to uh, to. October at Gingerman, it was like, Dude, it was it was like every insane. ten days we're in a racetrack. It was it insane. Was, it was totally crazy. And that but, you guys yeah. move Colorado event actually up sooner, which makes better spacing, which I'm happy about. Yeah, we we ended up doing that because of uh, Formula Drift having to move their schedule around, we're, and and a lot of the the Formula Drift Pro guys now are like using Grid Life as part of their marketing packages to their sponsors. So like. We both can't have events of the same weekend anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's good. We yeah, want those so, guys there anyway. So, no, yeah, they put on a good show. You want the you want the best uh, the yeah. best drivers there. Need so. the need the night drifting. So um, I'll definitely yeah. I make sure Alex takes off work for that one because I want her to come up for that one. She likes the yeah. We got we got to get her up and uh, and party a couple times this year. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad your car was solid, man. I'm uh, I'm sad mine wasn't there, but I just I didn't have the mental bandwidth. Yeah. To well, do you it know, all. and I didn't have an I didn't have an A B either this week. You know, I'm a I'm pretty pushy on you getting your car to events. You know, I feel like I give you. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You I definitely give me some flack. In I the don't give chat. you a lo- I don't give you a lot of room for excuses about not bringing your car. But I I will say this past weekend you wouldn't have had time to drive it. 
For some reason, I, it was just so busy. It was, it was a busy one. I, and part of it was that like I didn't have Abe, and it's the first event of the year, and it was like oil downs, toes. But yeah. I'm trying to like keep the event flow going. And, and we like, we also yeah, went was, really late. You know, we were running cars until eight yeah. thirty. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was a two day event, which weirdly seemed you know those are more busy than three day events. You know, um, there's just like less time. Less nights, less yeah. There's more everything. urgency, right? Everything yeah. has to fit into two days, and so yeah, you wouldn't, have, you, you just wouldn't have had time to drive it. Um, but well, I'm planning on like ca- more casually driving it at uh, at Autobahn, just like start from the back and go have some fun, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it kind of sucks to like kind of sucks to organize the event sometimes. <laughs> I think uh, I think kind of use Autobahn as like a test weekend um, and then see how the car does. And hopefully she's good. And then I would, I would like focus on mid Ohio because I feel like mid Ohio is a track you've driven like a whole bunch. And I think you should actually yeah, like a lot. You should actually try to qualify and like race, race one. And, and it's a three day event. So exactly. Uh, so I was thinking that as too. much. It, yeah, it's not going to be as jam packed, but yeah. uh, are we going to have drift and, and at, Mid-Ohio? Uh, yeah, there should be drift at Mid-Ohio. There's probably going to be a small drift portion at Audubon as as per the last few years. Um, but, yeah, it should be uh, – it won't be won't really be a spectator event, though. Neither one of them will, uh, yeah. anticipated-wise at least. But, uh, yeah. Well, I get to watch we're, drifting. We're, weird year. Uh, yeah, at least, we, at least we get to go watch it. Yeah, so. we can watch it and we can video it and show the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, and live stream is a big push right now, so we're really trying to look for partners and stuff to help pay for the live stream. So if anybody knows a company that wants to pay for a live stream, yes, put your <laughs> logo shoot me big, nice, in the corner. Life. Yeah, your name here. Yeah, <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're not, now that like the world is starting to not be Corona uh, focused as much. Uh, some of these companies are are thinking that maybe it's uh, time to talk about partnership activations and and they're looking at like wow we didn't we haven't done anything so now we don't have anything for our content like for our instagram and facebook website and like yeah uh yeah we're hope we're hoping we can create that content so if any if anybody if anybody wants to help let's do it yeah come on we need so. the live stream it's so yeah uh, there will nice. there will be a pretty cool recap from uh from this past weekend uh it wasn't live, but we did a multi-camera shoot uh, on I know, Sunday. I, had a, I had a GoPro so in my couple, car. Yeah, there be, there should be a couple of cool uh, recap videos coming out soon. Um, I guess they're they're looking pretty good, so I'm excited to see those. That'll be fun. Yeah, me too. Who's doing those? Uh, same same company. Uh, our buddy Matt and his team at Specialty Field. Oh, the same company that does the, the main live stream. Yeah, yeah. Matt and Matt is the uh, like the lead shooter for Ken Block's gym kind of mm. stuff. Like he's. Uh, yeah, he's. He, he, I've he heard of those. With, uh, I've seen those on the YouTube's. Yep. Yeah, you've seen a few of those. Yeah. All right, well, Matt, if you're listening, hurry up and finish it. I want to see it. Matt, Matt does listen to the show. He texts me once in a while uh, with some LOLs if I say something funny. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, and once in a while he's like, "Yeah, I'm just driving through France, listening to the Slip Angle, uh, going to the video shoot." I'm like, "Man, your life is weird." <laughs> That is a weird life. Yeah, Matt. Matt's one of the most interesting people that I've ever met in my entire life, and he also has some of the craziest motorsports stories. And for like two years, every time I see him, like, dude, we got to try to record. And then like 
wherever I see him, we're at events, and I'm too busy, he's too busy, and we forget. So we were supposed to record this last weekend, but we didn't end up recording. God, it's so tough. To yeah, I know. Time. I, I did a, like a walk around, and I and I didn't find your car until I was like an hour in, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm done recording. We'll talk about it after. Uh, I was working on my car anyway Saturday night. Yeah. I uh, I didn't even mention this before, but it, the car was still getting hot. Like I put a new radiator in it, I put hood vents in it. It's still getting hot. Really? Well, it turns out that I'm a dummy. I don't know. Uh-oh. Like I didn't realize that. Whenever you duct a radiator, like you really can't have any gaps at all. Um, no, no gaps, and so I definitely we had some gaps in there. Um, so you so you tighten up a few gaps. Yeah, so I took the bumper off and I I used an entire roll of like aluminum uh, foil tape to close right. up every single little hole, and then the car ran like ten degrees cooler the next day. Uh, wow, big difference, huh? Yeah. So and it you know yeah that's a big difference. Yeah it. It was getting to like two twenty five, two twenty seven. Uh, oh wow! Saturday, yeah, that's just and about hot now. Sunday it, in race one, which was cool, it was like overcast. Race three, I mean, uh, the first race of Sunday, it was like mm-hmm. maximum two ten, and then race four was hotter, and that was maximum two seventeen in the draft. And uh, I'll, you know, that's not too bad. Yeah, and I looked at the tape, and some of it blew through, so. I'm going to take the bumper off and I'm going to make like a legit like uh, ducting from the edges of the radiator on all sides right. to the mouth of the bumper. And that should yeah. improve that. Air takes the path uh, of least resistance. And if your car is, yeah, some some factory, you know, modern cars, they're just not, uh, they're not designed to run in traffic at full tilt race pace. Well, no, <laughs> so it was. to force that air. The stock stuff is actually okay. Um, I messed it up because I did the air dam, and mm-hmm. um, the way I mounted the air dam, the, the stock stuff couldn't go back in there. And so I made my oh, own yeah. out of Alumalite, and I just didn't make it like seal good enough. Um, not good. Got to force that air through the radiator, man. Yeah, we'll fix it for uh, next race. Yeah. Will be Mid Ohio. Well, so. I'm glad it got better. That's that's yeah. a sign that everything that all's well and, and the car's doing it. Yeah, that was a good sign. Like I didn't have any weird issues. Like I typed taped the stuff up and it got better. So yeah, good. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna head to head to bed. I gotta get up uh, tomorrow, work a bit, and then go camping. So hell yeah. All right, man. I uh, want to say thanks to, uh, I believe we were saying thanks to Apex Pro for this one. Go to apextrackcoach.com. Check them out. And I really, really appreciate our Patreon subscribers. We just really appreciate them. They're the best. We should, uh, somebody needs to give me a list of all the Patreon subscribers, and then we can shout them out one of these days. Dude, there's so many now. It would take like 20 minutes. I know. Well, we we, we know about half of them, so we can make dumb jokes and... Uh, it, like dumb inside jokes and like ruin it for the rest of the audience. That's true. Like, we need I'm to make subscribing to this. These guys we, are boring. <laughs> we need to make more Patreon only shows. I feel like we've been slacking on that. I'm sorry, Patreon people. Well, we've been slacking, but we've also been putting out two shows a week, and uh, and I've been working two jobs. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think the Patreon doing our best. The Patreon people need they need their little slice of heaven, though. They need their little special. I know. Whether it's I wouldn't call it heaven, but it's definitely a podcast. Fifteen, twenty minutes, whatever. But. <laughs> We need well, to we need we'll to, make, we need we'll to give them, a, something. give them something. We'll we'll have you, we'll have you at Autobahn uh, with a recorder walking around making shows uh, during the day, and then yes. we'll do it at night. And if, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll, give, we'll I'll give you my recorder. You can interview as many people as you want. We'll give some of that to the to the Patreon people, exclusive. Yeah, 
exclusive. Yeah, we, we should try to make one next week though. Let's uh, we're, we're one week removed from an event, so uh, my brain should be okay. Abe might be having a baby, so that'll be exciting to talk Ooh, about. Yeah, that. baby. And uh, yeah, we'll try to make some more shows next week. So. Who do else? Who else do we need to thank? Uh, I th- I think that's it for this show. Mm. Um, I'm I'm blanking right now. I want to thank uh, oh. Clay at trackdecals.com and tracksculptures.com because yeah, he sure. hooked me up big on because our buddy Kevin at Subasa Industries who does the wraps he did the install but Clay got me all the materials so he you know yeah. got me the rolls of vinyl cut the stickers and everything like that and uh. It really helped me helped me out on that to where I wouldn't have been able to do that rap if it wasn't for him. And if anybody's seen my car on Facebook or anything, I mean, I might want to brag, but the thing looks pretty sweet. So it does look pretty good. Um, I, I do love that livery design. Those those dudes came up with a good design. Yeah, and if you so if you need number plates or or stickers or banners or. Um, sculpt- and he also made the he made the trophies for Circuit of the Americas yeah. GLTC. Yeah, they do all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, and he makes like the little track maps on the that go on the wall, but also makes like track murals. I don't know if you've seen those; they're really cool. They're like a big piece of wood, square wood, um, and it's like mm-hmm. laser, um, laser done or whatever, to where it's like the track map, and it also has like how long the track is and some history about it and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. and but what's what's cool too is like when he does the number plates and stuff. Um, some some companies will use just like regular vinyl, but he actually uses like the kind of vinyl that you use to like wrap cars with, right? And so you yeah, get the air release that air release, release stuff, yeah. yeah. And which is easy, like for a number plate, I feel like it doesn't really matter as far as application. The but the the big thing is whenever you go to take it off the car, that the the cheaper vinyl leaves so much residue, and it's so hard to take off. But you know, you get your stuff from get your stuff from clay and like when you want to remove it change your number change classes or whatever i mean you it just leaves one little thin residue line on the edge of the numbers or whatever so i really like that well just give me his address i'll send him the bill for this lovely read that you've done. no he just gets that for free <laughs> his the, his bill for that's on no, my clay, car clay's good dude and he and he owns my old rv and so i like him yeah he's um he actually got the he got the jacks working on that thing cool the, uh, well we the, have uh the bigfoot jacks we have another buddy named named fred and fred is like mm-hmm. uh fred is like you but but lives in texas um okay he's like super handy and can kind of like fix anything uh and he, so so he's the one who helped fix the fix the jacks <laughs> so like clay didn't well, fi- good, clay good didn't, on fred man clay didn't fix the jacks but old old fred and for sure fred actually um i know you're trying to go to sleep but fred actually last weekend bought a race car so he's had a he's had a miata tt car like uh did like nasa tte or whatever the you know the slower tt class in a little miata yeah. you know set up like spec miata with good suspension and diff and uh mm-hmm. he just bought a camaro mustang challenge uh mustang. Oh, cool. Yeah, a race car a national championship winning car won the national championship at Code in 2018. And uh, oh wow, so it's got it's got some pedigree. Got some pedigree. Yep, it's like a teal color too because you know we love teal at the slip angle. What generation is it? Um, it would be the not the sharp edge one, like the curvy, like 97. Okay, like um, the first LS ones. Uh, not LS, a Mustang. 
So it would be like the... F- oh, I thought you said it was a Camaro, but you said Camaro Mustang Challenge. Okay. Yeah, Camaro Mustang Challenge is the class, but it's a Mustang. So it's yeah. like a 96 uh, yeah. Mustang. So I think it's a 4.6. Um, yeah, SN95 or whatever those were called. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, it oh, actually like classes like super perfect for GLDC with Hoosiers on it. Um, so I think they, they run... Maybe. They run the Toyos in that class, but it, you know he puts Hoosiers on it. It's like right at power to weight. So, well, hopefully we'll be back at Coda and we can make some new friends. Yeah, he's he's considered road tripping yeah. and stuff too. So, have to put the pressure yeah, on man. him. See if he comes out. But I don't know. Any anyone else to thank? I think that's. I think we. Uh, I want to. Th- I want to. I really do want to thank everybody that came out to the event. Like, uh, it was oh a, yeah, me it too. Was a big event. It was, it was super packed. fun, and uh, it was good. It was good to see uh, people and feel like the world was like not in dire straits and uh, and like, yeah, definitely was messed up. And I felt that a little from <laughs> you guys because, like, in Texas, we've we've had restaurants open for three or four weeks now. Um, limit, right. limited right. limited seating, like only one out of every four tables, unless it's a patio. Um, where you could sit, but I mean, we've been going, we've been eating in restaurants for a couple weeks now. So it's like, I was talking to you guys and it seemed like you guys hadn't been out still, you know? No. And, uh, no, I think restaurants just opened here on Monday. Yeah. So that's crazy. And, so I imagine most of them are not open for seating yet. I was happy to see everyone, but I imagine you guys were even that much more cause you haven't been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just felt like everything is like busted. Like the world broke. And we can't do anything. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and then and then there's riots, and then like everything was a mess. And the riots are terrible, but yeah. I feel like they kind of took the took it off the virus some, so people aren't so worried about the virus anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it did change the new change the news cycle a little bit, and that wasn't the worst thing. I was kind of getting sick of seeing everything. So. Yeah, I mean, I think people people but, needed uh, a little bit of distraction from from that <laughs> yeah. whether it be for a good cause or not i'm just glad for it to be something besides that dang virus yeah all right man well i'm gonna go to bed and we will talk to you soon buddy we'll do another show next week we'll talk uh talk about your ride home oh yeah <laughs> much more to talk about there was the ride home yeah all man, right later at least, slip at angle. Your trailer didn't explode right so. nope not this time <laughs> all right buddy see you Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit City Grid Live to say hello. (laughs) 